Welcome to Season 5, Episode 11 of the Zebra Before and After Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Ball. I put my heart and soul in like probably 40 hours into this piece, and I'm like ready for it to get out of here. <laughs> I'm ready for people to see it and to sell it, you know, and, and, uh, and also I'm ready to display it in its best light. Courtney with Steelbridge Studios, winner of the Best of Staging category in the 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Award, shares all about her winning piece and discusses her staging process. Andy with Furniture Fables by Andy shares her tip on photographing your pieces throughout the refinishing process. Linda with Smooch Furniture Decor gives accolades to Laura with Rescued Refined Design. Mayor with 100,000 Welcome shares her furniture mishap in our Furniture Blooper segment. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Our last but not least interview of the category winners in the 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Awards unfortunately comes to a close today. In today's show, we are highlighting the incredibly talented Courtney Weisel with Steelbridge Studios. She picked up two finalist awards in the GBAs and won Best Staging. Courtney is popular in this community because she holds two very important qualities. She's incredibly talented and she is incredibly kind. She always takes the time to explain her new innovative pieces and encourages others to step out of their comfort zone. We hope you enjoy our interview with Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Great to have you back on the podcast. You know, it's been several months since you've been on. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was actually back in October, and I believe it was... um, I think it was season, it was definitely season four, episode 35, I believe. And you were talking about the grass cloth technique. So. Oh, yes, yes. Good old and, grass cloth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people are doing that today. So um, whether whether you kind of got that going or a lot of people just noticed your work and said, hey, I got to try that. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad it's been a hit and still one of my favorites. It's great to see. <laughs> Well, you have some exciting news that you shared in April on IG, a little girl on the way. Yeah. So um, that's kind of been my status these days is being (laughs) six months pregnant and (laughs) navigating with a two-year-old and, you know, but uh, we're we're excited and time, I mean, it went by really slow in the beginning, but now it's like, oh shoot, I'm six months pregnant. (laughs) I have have a lot to do. (laughs) So that means she's due this summer then. Yeah, yeah, summer in uh, South Carolina. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. you know, my son, <laughs> my son was born in January, so I was able to like bundle up and just, you know, just I don't know. I don't really know what being pregnant in the summer in the south is like, but it, I'm bracing for, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just make sure you have a fan close by and that you've got air conditioning to <laughs> step in to cool off. <laughs> Def- definitely. <laughs> so, are uh, you working on a nursery? Yeah, so um, I was out of work for about three months being so sick, and I just started focusing on a couple pieces here and there, but really uh, renovating a room in our house. So I'm doing a a huge nursery transformation. I'm going to be having my son go on that room as well. So I'm doing like really cool installation on the ceiling and a mural I'm actually doing today, and I have some great partners on board with that. So it's a, it's going to be a fun DIY home project. Oh, cool. So you'll be, I'm sure you'll be posting that on IG. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
Oh, very good. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Now, you mentioned uh, the first three months, uh, I guess, first trimester. Was that pretty tough then? Yeah, like just so unexpected. You know, I <laughs> I don't know. It was a couple of weeks with my son, but with, with her, I mean, I could hardly get out of bed. So it was just really unexpected. You know, I had all these like plans for 2023 and just like, you know, going to jump in and business arrangements and all that, but nothing happened. I mean, I was just, <laughs> my body was like, nope, you're going to stay put for a bit. So, yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> it that, uh, yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm glad you listened to your body and, and uh, got the rest that you needed. So you're feeling much better now. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm like a thousand times better. So Good. I know I have limited time for mobility really. So I'm kind of trying to jump in on, a, on right. this home project quick and hopefully get some more pieces done soon but you know life throws you a curveball and um, we're excited and making adjustments and i'm just kind of going with it you know (laughs) yeah well that uh i'm glad certainly glad you're feeling better oh thank you yeah courtney you won several awards in the 2022 gbas you were a finalist in the best mcm and best unpainted restored wood and you won best staging in the uh, best staging category. Well deserved. Congratulations! Ah, uh, thank you. So honored. Yeah, tremendous accomplishment. Well, we want to hear about your winning piece. Uh, if you would, Courtney, give us a rundown of the piece, what you did, and then uh, tell us about your staging process with this particular piece. Yeah. So I'll be honest. This piece was like, uh, I mean, as soon as I got it out, I got it with like a lot of furniture. It was like I don't know. It was a storage unit that. And I bought like four pieces from it, but I didn't realize that all of the pieces had in crazy water damage. So this one in particular, as soon as I got it, I was like, I should just put it in the dump. Like, what am I doing? This is like <laughs> so much work and not, I don't know. It was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like the top was completely warped, you know, and a lot of times you can do, um, you know, you can sand it down and bondo it, but this was like beyond repair. I mean, it would have taken like three mm. cans of bondo. It would have been bondo in the end. So, <laughs> the whole um, thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a low and long chest dresser. I mean, honestly, it's 25 inches high uh, and it was a bam, you know, faux bamboo. Uh, so I love the style. I had four drawers, but yeah, the top was just completely, it couldn't be salvaged. So, what I ended up doing was buying a piece of lumber and put and replacing the top completely. And then mm-hmm. I was able to take off the bamboo edging and re uh, apply that around the edge. So it has a, like a, it had a new top. So it was just a, a lot of the work was just, you know, getting it cleaned up and, you know, with water damage too, there's, you know, the, the smell of mildew. So making sure it was really cleaned and yeah. So, I mean, it was a long process of just getting it like, to the state of being able to be refinished, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. Yeah. So once I was able to get it all clean and disinfected and, and repaired, then I, you know, I wanted something. It was a really pretty piece and it was simple and it had the bamboo design and I just wanted it to be classy and elegant. And I chose a light blue, which of course I didn't have light blue on hand. So I, you know, I mixed <laughs> up, <laughs> you never have what, like I couldn't find headphones today and I'm no, I'm going to find like a thousand pairs tomorrow, you know, <laughs> <Exactly. I'm> sure, <laughs> I'm sure I found like a pint of light blue paint someplace in my garage after. Anyways, I, I mixed, uh, I think I used uh, Sherwin-Williams, uh, it's a Chem Aqua line, it's a pigmented lacquer, so I mixed uh, off-white and a light blue, or a blue, and it turned to light blue, and um, got the color that I wanted, and 
kind of did um, some Palm Beach vibes with it. That's kind of what I was thinking, like seeing in a Palm Beach home. Mm-hmm. So it turned out really, really pretty. And I, you know, buffed up the hardware. And I wanted to keep it simple because, you know, the, the details of the piece speak from themselves. And, you know, the style is Hollywood Regency. And it was just, you know, I think one solid color typically looks the best on those pieces. And it just uh, all came together. Now, when you finished it up uh, and you set this piece uh, in place, ready to um, stage it, photograph it, was that process a little challenging uh, or did it just all flow nicely when you pulled everything together? Well, I was. I, I know I looked for some inspiration and, you know, I love Serena and Lily. Um, and, and also I, I did go to school in Palm Beach, so a lot of their decor that they use are like really bright colors and whites and pinks. And um, I don't know, but I, I just, I had the idea of keeping it simple, but also figuring out where I could add pops of complementing colors and patterns Mm -hmm. for the vases I use for this piece. I actually found some chinsery napkins and I modge podge the vases so those aren't like actual China or anything. They're just, you know, something I kind of whipped up and those look pretty cool of the piece, I think, in the light blue. Um, so yeah. I used those and then a thrifted basket. And I was trying to think where I got those orchids. It, orchids. it was some event of some kind. I don't know if it was <laughs> Mother's Day or what. But I, for some reason, I had flowers and everybody always gives me orchids, even though I kill them. So <laughs> at, at this time, they were alive and I used those. <laughs> and I think the frame, I just I didn't know if I wanted to add a, a picture in the frame. And I, for some reason, I just decided to do, you know, I'm just going to keep it simple and you know, like the gold highlighted the handles of the piece. And I don't know, I tried to keep it simple, but also give it that Hollywood Regency feel and keep it bright and clean. And I think it turned out awesome. Well, obviously everyone thought so. So I'm very flattered. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like with uh, with this piece, especially when it came to staging and pulling in props, you you did you had some more work to do. I mean, especially with those vases that you said you Mod Podge. Yeah, I... I always try to keep with the theme of the style of the piece. That's probably a staging tip I have, you know, like I'm not going to use modern decor fixtures when I'm staging on more rustic piece, you know? So Mm -hmm. like in the theme of Hollywood Regency and, and just keeping this classic look, you know, I kind of tried to brainstorm, you know, what, what simple things look good with this style, you know? And, um, Oh, and then I got matching pictures of like, you know, the the pottery uh, dishes and I printed those out and put them in the frames. So, yeah, I did go a little above and beyond <laughs> with staging this one. I think because I was at a loss about how short the piece was and long, it was like about six feet long, you know, so trying to figure out how to capture the whole thing and just do a, a full picture of the piece and you know, what, what complements it, it well. So I don't know. The pieces that you talked about, you printed out, framed, you mm-hmm. mod podge the vases. What do you do with that stuff when you're done? I mean, do you just kind of set it aside, store it, or is it like just well, basically done for photographs so that it's not even something you want to yeah. keep? Well, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going through right now with renovating this room. <laughs> like I've had, <laughs> I just have so much stuff that I've stored that maybe I'll use again. And sometimes I do, but 
I, I usually put it to the side and I need to get better at this organization <laughs> and, and uh, not having clutter, you know, because all my staging props, some of them I use once, some of them, you know, I just, I do use often, but uh, yeah, I typically put them away, but I'm probably trying to change that up. So, you know, I can always reprint new things or, yeah. you know, but I did keep those vases. I think everything in that picture I, I have kept. Yeah, it's very stunning. I mean, it's uh, how everything works together. And this goes without saying when it comes to staging, but, uh, you know, obviously the goal is to show off this piece that you've refinished in the best possible light so that folks can go, oh, this is just so beautiful. Yeah. I'd love to have that in my home and maybe not necessarily the exact same way as far as how yeah. it's staged and mm -hmm. where it's positioned, but they get a good picture of what, of just how beautiful the piece is. And, and it doesn't distract from it. It just adds to it. So it's nicely done. Yeah. And that takes practice, you know, to try to, because that is the goal ultimately to sell, you know, mm -hmm. um, for someone to see it and be like, oh, I, I want that. You know, I want to bring that in my house. And I think when you keep it uh, simple, but also show it practically how it can be used, you know, it gives people a better vision, you know, that they might not see if it wasn't staged. Well, you know, if you're just taking a, a picture of it, just, you know, in your garage or something, right. you know, I actually think this piece was used for someone bought it to make it into a double sink, which is interesting. So the, I guess they, because I was even like, oh, it's really, really uh, short, you know, I'm like, are you <laughs> sure it's going to work? <laughs> and um, I guess she was in the middle of building her bathroom. So they, she was able to tell the contractor to, you know, add height to where the vanity area would be. Yeah. So I'm curious to how that turned out. I have no idea, but be a cool vanity <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, that would be cool. I wonder then if it was actually placed on a platform then within yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, something along those lines of, yeah, being having height and I, I don't know, but I, I'm, she saw whatever I did and, and had that vision of it being a sink and I loved it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Courtney, I have a few questions uh, yeah. that I've asked all of the category winners, and I'd like to continue that with you. Uh, my first question is, what was your biggest refinishing fear early on that you feel like you've overcome now? Hmm. Man, they're always evolving. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think just like with any uh, with anything, with curating, you know, you're just, is, is my work good? Are people going to buy it? You know, like, mm -hmm. will this sell, you know, just that initial, like, oh my gosh, like I just put my heart into this and now it's like, here it is to the world. Like, you know, how's it going to be received? I think that, um, today I just, I'm so much more confident in my work because I love it. And, and it, it does sell, it will sell. And it doesn't, you know, even if a piece doesn't sell right away, it's still like everything's been okay. <laughs> like everyone's yeah. loved my work. I've loved it. I've learned so much. You know, it's not about competition. It's not about, you know, what people, how many likes something gets or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, it's really, it's easy to get caught up in that stuff. But today I'm just able to do it because I love it. And I'm blessed with being able to support myself and my family with, with my work and you know it, it always works out you know do get nervous or something you know what life is busy you know things happen but like it always works out in the end it really does and i think maybe that i know that's a, a big 
generalization of a fear, but just like letting things go and having confidence in what you do. And yeah, Yeah. it it always sells. Yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge that most people do have, uh, or should say biggest fear is that, um, especially when it's an art form, mm-hmm. you know, will, will people like it? Because art is subjective in so many ways. And so that is the concern is like, okay, I, I like it, but will yeah. anybody else like it? But yeah. now that you, you're out there and you see that you're selling pieces, it's really a good place to be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when a piece, particular piece doesn't sell as fast as you hope that it would, mm-hmm. Do you, are you probably at a place now where you're just like, no, it'll sell. You go on to the next thing. And then when it sells, it sells, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly exactly where I'm at today. Like I have a piece that's sat for a week now and I'm used to pieces going within like 24 hours. But like, honestly, I have so much other stuff that's going on. And like, just from experience, like it's, it's okay. Even if it takes a month, even if it takes two months, like it will sell like my work. Like I just... I know what I've put into my pieces and I know that things come and go. It's kind of like the ebb of life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I know it will sell. And I think in the beginning that that really made me nervous, you know, like, oh my gosh, like what, what's going on with the economy or like, am I not good? <laughs> or, you know, just like the, yeah. the extreme cases that we go to in our, in our minds, you know, right. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's taken me a while to just kind of, like all right like it it always works out and i love what i do and i'm blessed to to be able to do it and you know every one of my pieces has has sold (laughs) so it's totally you know this one will too when it's supposed to speaking of selling your pieces do Mm -hmm. you where what is your venue uh, or avenue of selling them i mean is it strictly just ig you put them out on instagram or do you have other uh social media venues that you use or is there other opportunities that you have that you take advantage of that allow you to sell your pieces quickly yeah i i've been fortunate to be able to just sell off instagram um i have considered Instagram and Facebook, I will say. So I'll post it to Instagram first and then I'll do Facebook marketplace, maybe like the next day or something like that. I haven't done Etsy. I haven't done any kind of consignment. And I know that that works for some artists. I've just been fortunate to be able to kind of do it like grassroots (laughs) a little bit, you know, just on social media. And, but I'm willing to obviously change if, you know, things change you know, with the markets and all that, you know, yeah. but, um, but I've been very well, fortunate to just sell off Instagram. Yeah. Well, there's certainly no need to add to your list of to do's. Is there, if you're, if you've, if it's, if you're selling them through Instagram and Facebook marketplace, there's no need to, you know. Yeah. And I've had people like reach out that have stores and, um, and I'm on, I'm so flattered and the idea of having a storefront or, you know, a little consignment booth is great, but I just, I, I don't, crank out a ton of pieces every week so i don't typically have inventory and the thought of just like dragging my pieces you know (laughs) 10 10 15 minutes away to store them to like sell it seems like you know it's just a lot extra for me right now when i can just sell it right from my home well courtney you are an accomplished award-winning refinisher so everybody wants to hear or know what is your one secret to (laughs) refinishing Ooh! <laughs> wow! I think everything's been done before. I don't think anyone really has secrets. That's my one thing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will say. I was thinking about this. If this makes sense, I just think putting the extra in 
has paid off for me very well, like a ton, you know, and by extras, I mean like extra time, extra details, extra design planning, just like the extras that you kind of just are like, Oh, I have so much else to do. Or like, is it going to be worth it? Or, you know, just like, uh, I don't know, not cutting corners and just putting in the extra time and details and work for Mm -hmm. your pieces. Because in the end, when you sell your piece, you're confident in it lasting and them loving it. You know, you're not worried. You're not going back and fixing mistakes. And also I think it gives you a reputation for, you know, the quality of your work, you know, an elevated uh, look people are getting, they're not just getting a piece with paint on it. They're getting something that's been thoughtfully crafted and refinished and it's, you know, it's one of a kind and it's lasting, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's above, it's not, you can't go to the store and get it. It's something that's like really someone spent 40 hours, you know, working on this piece to create it for your home. You know, there's something really special about that. And also um, I think it just sets you apart, you know, because there's a lot of refinishers out there and putting in the extra uh, no matter what, in what facet it is, you know, putting in that extra time or whatever, you know, it will set you apart. I'm not saying it makes you necessarily better, but it might, you know, but it definitely yeah. will set you apart, give you kind of identity um, in your craft. And so I think that's my, that's my main thing. Put in the extra. Yeah. Well, I think you're known for putting in the extra. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, that's well said. And I guess, you know, one question I would have for you off of that question, and I think a lot of people probably think about this is that because you put in the extra time, do you always find that financially you come out on top on your pieces that where you have put in the extra? That's, that's a great, that's a great point. In the beginning, I did not charge for all the extra, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause, I, yeah. Cause I was like, well, you know, I just was thinking like, I don't have this to spend on this or, you know, or why would somebody, but then you just start to like value your, the time and the extra you're putting in, you know, and it's just like, wait a second, this is like, this is my nine to five. This is my passion. Like I do, I'm not asking for something I don't deserve. I'm asking for like what I'm putting in, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, and so when you, when you know that you've given everything to a piece and you've like really thoughtfully designed something and you've really worked on something, making it the best it can be, you know, I just, I, you get more confidence in asking for, what it's worth, you know, mm-hmm. and it's taken me a while, you know, it, I, I kind of staggered my prices, you know, and to, to the place where I, I am able to ask for enough, you know, that is worth my time, but it definitely took me a little bit to get there. Yeah. And I think that's true probably for most people. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's just a process that, uh, yeah. that does take time. What are your refinishing goals for 2023? Now I know we're already in May mm-hmm. and you, you had oh some God. sidetrack there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but generally speaking, as you look into the new year, or I shouldn't say the new year, but as you look into this year, mm-hmm. what, what are your goals? I think, um, man, I, if you asked me this, like literally at the beginning of the year, it would have been so different, <laughs> you know, but now, <laughs> now I'm just, it's giving myself grace trying to find balance between being a mom, an artist, a wife, um, in recovery, you know, my community. Um, I, in 2022, I went like a thousand percent into like my work and I'm glad I did. And, you know, I, I, the awards and the nominations 
uh, are just so, so flattering to me because I did really work my butt off in 2022 <laughs> and to, to an extent where it's like, man, like I really, I was like that crazy artist, you know, that you see in the movies, <laughs> uh, you know, that hasn't left or slept or ate, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's extreme. I think for this year, I'm just really trying to find balance in how to uh, prioritize and, for refinishing goals, you know, just being able to, when I am able to work on a piece, again, putting in the time and my heart and my passion 110%, but also trying to categorize, you know, other things in my life might, you know, just get my priorities in line because, you know, it's, it's easy to just get so wrapped up and lose sight of other areas in your life that need attention. So mm -hmm. that's just kind of my focus right now is uh, working when I can and doing it with my whole heart, but also making sure I'm available to those around me. Wow. The word balance. That's such a, <laughs> that's such a great goal, isn't it? Some somewhat yeah. challenging and probably requires a day, a daily focus on that. Otherwise the day uh, can sort of get away from you and you find yourself out of balance with, uh, uh, with those definitely. goals. Definitely. And like, you know, it's, it's, I think that a lot of people, I mean, it goes easy with some people. Some people have, uh, are able to organize and prioritize very easily, but I just, I go so, you know, hyper-focused into one thing and I just, I need to discipline myself into, you know, how to be a, a better businesswoman, better artist, better mom, you know, all of that, um, how to make sure I categorize everything and, you know, I don't have to do everything all at once, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's probably being a really creative person. I think sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a matter of sort of taming the ideas, isn't yeah. it? Because you get this idea in your head and there's this, this, this uh, drive to where you want to see the reality of that idea come to life. Oh yeah. And, and you know, that, that's what drives you. And so you mm -hmm. have to kind of like, you don't want to get rid of that by any means. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you need to, to like it. ride that wave. <laughs> you need to ride that wave, but also like get off at, at five o'clock, right. you know, <laughs> like to get dinner done, you know, it's yeah. like, and th learning that is, uh, cause you know, before when I started this, when I didn't have kids, that was what I did. And I did it like all the time and it was awesome and rewarding. And I, I think I'm, I am where I am today because of it, but I just, I know it's, and it's not sustainable for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need yeah. to, uh, figure out how to just be a healthy person and an artist and all of the other things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're excited for you. That's a, those are some great goals. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to ask you a few questions about your staging process and have you share any tips or processes uh, or secrets, maybe some additional secrets you use to staging. Okay. Hi, my name is Sandra with Black Lab Furniture Revival. And this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. Custom work is a big part of my business, and these furniture pieces can come in all shapes and sizes, and sometimes with many spindles. With an array of brushes for multiple applications, I am always reaching for my zebra brushes to get the job done. My last custom job was two rocking chairs with all the spindles, and I couldn't have done it without my round brush. You will always find that zebra has the brush to get your job done. Thank you so much, Sandra, for sharing about your experience with zebra paintbrushes. We so value our customer friends.
all the hard work of refinishing culminates into that final process of staging, just because it's the last stage, no pun intended, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make it less important. In fact, some may argue it's one of the most important parts. If it's not staged well, well, it likely won't sell. Courtney, you stage all of your pieces so effectively. Do you have a staging process that you go through when you're ready to showcase your piece, or is each one totally different? <laughs> oh, boy. It's a loaded question, but I will <laughs> say. It's, first, it took me a, a while, because I, w- I would see these pictures of artists, you know, a couple years, several years ago that were staging, and I'm just like, how are they doing this? Like, I remember just being like, so shocked you know and I was like I need a white background and I started in front of my garage you know and doing little props here and there and um I don't know I just I really had a goal in mind of like what I wanted my work to look like and it took me a long time to find a place in my house and I would say the key or the secret is lighting lighting is everything and I literally have to take my sitting room apart and in the front of my house. And by that, I mean, I, I only have a, a few pieces of furniture. I have a little like settee and couch, uh, two little chairs and a plant. And I move those all over and I will bring in whatever piece it is and put it in front of this white wall that has a window that gets really good light in my house. And I just, I think that just having that space uh, really changed things from the get-go and then from there it's just doing all of the phone i've always used my iphone um mm-hmm. i've never used artificial lighting i know that some people do and it looks great it's probably a goal of mine too is get to get a good camera and start to you know hone in on my photography skills but um you know i just think making sure the picture is clear there's good lighting and also just not doing too much you know i i think there was a time when I just, I just thought all these little extra things needed to be added and it would look so cool, you know, and it's like, sure it did, but you know, it might, it might take away from the mm-hmm. piece. And, um, you know, like I was mentioning in the beginning of this podcast too, just, you know, letting it coincide with the style of the piece, you know, whatever decor or art you use, um, keeping it simple and letting it, you know, everybody has their style, you know, but, um, for me, it's just kind of like making it, classic and timeless looking however i can do that now you um said that you stage in your home mm-hmm. now do you have a studio in your garage that you do all the work yeah so i work in my garage which is just it's a garage <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's my studio so it's so cool um uh, but yeah i just i i work in my garage and then i bring my pieces in with the help of my husband and now we lift the pieces over baby gates. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just we just bring it into the front of my house. And that's where I take my photos. So it's, staging is a whole day. You know, it's not something that like, okay, my piece is done. And now I'm going to go take pictures. And some people have actual staging, like where their workspace is. And that's, I mean, one day, <laughs> you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we have a different house. <laughs> um, that's my goal. But um, right now... You know, it's kind of like staging is a several hours for me typically just to make sure that the lighting's right and everything's moved. And, you know, and also I think I might have an idea of what I want something to look like. And I put it together and I'm like, nope, none of this is right. You know, and so Mm, then I'll be walking around the house and going through my staging closet that we were talking about, (laughs) figuring (laughs) out like what other things work. I mean, it's it's a 
scientific madman process of you know figuring out what I think looks right. <laughs> now, do, does your husband ever get involved in it, or oh, are you do you totally. say, "Hey, what do you think of this"? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I usually need just help with the pieces moving, and yeah. then oh, I'll like maybe switch out a couple pieces of decor and feel like which one do I like better. And it's so funny because I do go with what he says, like maybe 25% of the time, <laughs> but he'll say, <laughs> but he's great. He has a great eye, but like, usually he'll say it. And I'm like, wait, I think I like the other one better, but thank you. So like, I really value your opinion. Thank you. And he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prove it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but he does really help me. Like just focus on stuff. Like, I'm like, I don't think this looks right. He's like, yes, it does. Everything looks great. You know, stop overthinking. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> Doesn't he have a design photography background? He ha well, he designs websites um, and helps with okay. SEO and businesses mm -hmm. uh, just with their online presence. So he definitely has a he's great at creative visions and helping mm -hmm. my creative juices flow. And um, he's great, so I'm glad to have him as a a co uh, staging expert man yeah. by my side <laughs> well sometimes it's nice just to have somebody even if you don't necessarily take everything they say as far as their recommendations just talking through it and having mm -hmm. somebody else's eye helps you kind of formulate really what you're trying to achieve doesn't it oh definitely definitely and even just something as simple as like does this look crooked or am i you know i've uh -huh. been staring at it for 30 minutes and i don't know anymore you know it's yeah, <laughs> like, uh, right. definitely very very helpful so i'm you know we both work from home he's usually in his office and I'm down here in the garage and we both are able to collaborate when needed and go back to our, our work. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a huge right. advantage. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, you're going through your finishing process. You're, you're doing all the work that's involved to get the, the piece finished. Mm -hmm. And then you switch to the staging mode. Do you find that there's a different enjoyment uh, in the staging, I mean, is it is staging enjoyable for you? It's probably a better mm -hmm. way to say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It is because it's like the finish line. You know, it's like okay, I've just spent like my I put my heart and soul in like probably forty hours into this piece, and I'm like ready for it to get out of here. <laughs> I'm ready for people to see it and to sell it. You know, and and uh, and also I'm ready to display it in its best light. It's definitely it's it's in the beginning too, when I'm starting to put it all together, it's enjoyable. And I think when I get to the editing of the photos, that's when I'm like, Oh, I wish I, this could just be faster. You know, mm -hmm. cause editing does take a little bit of time. Cause I um, edit uh, some of the lines in the, cause I use um, whiteboards for the flooring just to, mm -hmm. for the reflective aspect and just to keep it clean looking. So I'll edit those lines out. And um, obviously just the colors um, I try to keep, the colors as genuine as possible, but also brighten the space up. So each photo takes me time with the editing. And by when I get to that point of the staging process, I'm like ready. I, I don't enjoy it as much. Like I'm just mm -hmm. ready for it to be done and posted. But, you know, I like I shared putting in the extra <laughs> time, to, attention to detail to the photos and and how it's presented in the staging is really important. And I think that in the end, it's set my work apart and that's um what i'm so grateful for you know to be here and for to be recognized but i think it's just something that i've worked really hard for for many years now mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm very yeah. appreciative now when you are out shopping 
and maybe you're just, you know, out shopping for your home or mm-hmm. just, you know, taking it easy and you're out shopping. Are you kind of always looking for props out shopping or is that just something you do when you're staging? And so you mm-hmm. grab a few things around the home or you make like what you did to those two vases yeah. and the frames. It depends. Um, I mean, I'm always looking at decor and, you know, just just seeing what's out there. And if I see something that I love, I'm like, I just, I just need that, you know, or like thrifting. I, I really um, thrift a lot of frames and uh, little decor items uh, mm-hmm. when possible. Sometimes there's a piece that I'll do and I just like, I know it needs some kind of art or I know it needs, uh, I don't what did I get like a year ago? I don't know. Like there's just, there's certain pieces that I know need something, you know, mm-hmm. but that happens maybe like once or twice a year where I just know I need to go out and shop for something specific. Like I, I'll get art printed specifically for a piece uh, once in a while. Um, and usually I can recycle those. Sometimes I don't. So it's usually when it's a, a really big transformation or maybe a contest, I'll kind of go above and beyond like that. But mm-hmm. I try to keep it, you know, use what I have and, keep my eyes open for decor items but i mean it's all across the board i guess (laughs) obviously you're buying things for your home but you're also buying things that you don't you know you're not going to use in your home because maybe it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. your style but you're like this really would be a piece or a prop piece that i can Mm -hmm. probably use at some point yeah exactly and now i'm trying to try to get that collection down a little bit (laughs) so like i said i'm moving with this nursery i mean i had a bunch of this stuff stored in that room so i'm like dang it like this is i got i just have to get rid of i have to sell the things i like haven't used in a long time but i know once i do sell it i'll be like that would have been perfect for this that's usually the way it goes isn't it (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's hard to get rid of things sometimes Mm -hmm. because you you see something and you're like, you know, I probably should get rid of this. However, mm-hmm. you know, I may need it at some point. And it just seems like people who tend to be more, I don't like the necessarily, the, when you use the word hoarding, it sounds like <laughs> you're, it's really, really serious and bad. And I know there are people who hoard, yeah. uh, you know, on a bad scale, but yeah. you just usually, it seems like people who tend to hold on to things, we'll say it that way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in that category and it's like, I'm a yeah, I know it's a serious issue that people struggle with, but well, it just seems like when you do when you do finally bring yourself to get rid of it, it seems like a week two later, week or two later, you're like, why did I get rid of that? I, I could know. have used it. Now I've got to go buy something similar. You know? Yeah, I know it's it is like that. But I'm also I'm trying to think in the like clearing out all this stuff. Like I will feel a lot better not having so much clutter. Yeah. Um, and again, it was all confined to this one room, you know what I mean? But still like now I get to use that room where my children will sleep and I won't have all this extra stuff and the stuff I do keep. I know that I know I'll use it, you know, it's just, uh, a minimalist lifestyle that I'm trying to obtain right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that that's so nice too, because you're right. If you do have a lot going on, especially with work and family and, every, you know, life is busy. Yeah. Things tend to just sort of make it just, it's, it's hard to keep a clear mind when you've got a lot of stuff and when you get rid of things and keep things minimal, it just, it just helps. It's just, a, yeah. it's a it's it's, sort of a restful, peaceful state. <laughs> it, yeah. I, it really does. Like, I mean, we just got rid of a truckload and I was just like, I, I don't, I don't miss any of that. Like where was all of that stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's just over time it all accumulates and it's just like, why, you know? <laughs> so in the end, if I end up, 
selling something that I try to stage with a piece and I don't have it anymore. I still have peace that my house is a, a little bit more clean and less disorganized. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did your husband, are you guys the same on this or is he like really a minimalist and you're not? And so he kind of helps you with that. Oh, he, we're like this. He has like a whole cabinet of cords that we're going to go through. <laughs> like we don't need all these cords. And of course I couldn't find headphones, right? Like you have all these cords and we can't find one useful thing. So no, we're like probably about the same. Um, but he, he's really supportive of whatever <laughs> I, yeah. I do. Like he was, you know, shared an office with my clutter. Uh, and I say clutter, just staging stuff that I've accumulated, you know, like, so he mm -hmm. was a, a trooper. And now I'm going to get him a nice new office that's all you know decorated and minimal and and easier for him to work on and he's yeah. he's just a trooper um right now obviously our house is torn apart with this with this transformation in this room but um mm -hmm. he's still uh <laughs> he's moving his desk around so i can put up the mural and stuff and it's just <laughs> he's 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 a, he's a sport so i'm very grateful for him oh <laughs> uh, that's that's cool well, so I know, you know, through the course of the conversation, you provided so much insight, but I want to ask you this question, uh, just, just to sort of summarize everything. And it's okay if it's repeated from what you said earlier, but uh, for, for listeners, I want them to kind of go, oh yeah, this is great. One, two, three, but it, you know, like as far as suggestions or tips that you would like to share that have worked for you or quote unquote secrets, just sort of summarize those. Like when you go through the staging process, here's what I do uh, that works really well for me. Yeah, I would say um, definitely have, get some inspiration maybe from different uh, like Pinterest or magazines, you know, it's something, just something that inspires you for how you want the piece to look, you know, um, try to keep it as simple as possible uh, highlight how it can be used in a home, anything that you add, you know, art or decor items, trying to keep it in the same category of style, you know, it really does help it look a little bit more cohesive. Um, making sure the lighting is, is bright and clear is really, really important to get a good photo. And then take your time with editing the photos. Don't like over brighten or contrast, you know, you can definitely overdo photo editing mm -hmm. to make it so uh, someone might look at it and question you know what it really looks like and you want somebody to be able to look at your photo and be like oh that's what the piece looks like and when they show up that's what it looks like as well you know so however you can authentically display the piece is, is um i think really important for just selling in general yeah and also just give yourself some grace you know like take your time doing it and learn and you know you might look back at something you i mean i look back at things i've staged years ago and i'm like oh why did i do that or why did i edit that photo that much you know or you know mm -hmm. but it's it's all part of the learning experience and it took me a long time to find a place in my home even you know where i could capture uh, pieces the best and then, like I said earlier, putting in the extra <laughs> always mm -hmm. pays off in the end, whether it's immediately yeah. or, you know, down the road, you know, putting in the extras like really will set you apart and set your work apart and put you, um, I don't know, at a place of respect and that you can feel good about. Oh, those are, those are so excellent. You know, one of the things that you said that I really like, the fact that you emphasized it is, you know, you can you can go too far with staging. You know, you can mm -hmm. put too, too many props where it becomes a distraction. Mm -hmm. At the same time, too much editing 
can you can manipulate the photograph so much that you really change the looks of the piece. And I know mm-hmm. others have talked about this before too, but you know, color is really important if you're selling oh, yeah. a piece mm-hmm. that has um, you know a, a color that can easily kind of look like another color. You got to be careful not to do too much yeah. to make it look different. Definitely, and you know, I have done which I, I like, I, and I always hate doing this at, at the time, but. I'm trying to take a, po- a photo and the, the coloring is just off because it's too cloudy or something. It's just not the right time. It might be too late in the day. I, I just have to wait another day. And I hate it because I'm so impatient. You know what I mean? And I'm like, come on, I'm just, I'm almost there. You know, but like, that's the extra I'm talking about. It's like, it's just, you know, you want it to be done right and presented right. And sometimes that means, you know, getting that extra thing you need from the hardware store to make it like you know just a little bit better or you know waiting an extra day just to get the right photo you know the little things that you add you know to your work will set you apart yeah and that that word's so hard it's called patience (laughs) it's a difficult one in it (laughs) (laughs) patience organization you know all the stuff (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) oh yeah for sure well, Courtney, you continue to amaze us with your talents in refinishing, pushing the envelope with design and techniques and staging. Congratulations. I mean, you do. It's just so exciting to recognize thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm completely honored and uh, just so happy to be here and love this community and what you guys do for us. And yeah, I'm just I'm beyond blessed. So thank you so much. Well, also, thanks for sharing some of your secrets to staging. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you because uh, that's one of the big things that we always emphasize here on the on the podcast is to be able to glean from others in this community. And it's so great, as you just mentioned, great community because the community is always willing to help each other. And that's, one, yeah. that's, that's what makes the podcast uh, so great is it's just it's, a matter of just helping one another. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. This is all about uh, community, not competition. <laughs> that's right. And we're going to continue following to see what goes on in that nursery progress uh, <laughs> and to see the appearance of your sweet little girl this summer. Yay, I'm excited. Well, please do follow along and I will be sharing some updates here soon. So I'm excited for what's in store. <laughs> Sounds good, Courtney. Uh, Courtney can be found on Instagram at Steel Birch Studios. Is your Facebook page also Steel Birch Studios? Yes. Uh huh. Very good. Thanks so much, Courtney. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Lane. Bye, guys. This week's refinishing tip comes from Andy with Furniture Fables by Andy. Hey, everyone. It's Andy from Furniture Fables. My tip for you today is to take photographs of your work throughout your refinishing process. We tend to really focus on and think about those gorgeous staged photos we know are coming at the end, but it's kind of amazing how powerfully pictures can inform us along the way. Many times a mid-process picture has revealed to me some issue or other that I just wasn't seeing from my three-dimensional real world view. So keep your phone by your side, take your pics, then take a break, pour yourself a beverage, and take a look at what the camera is seeing, and let those pictures help and inform you throughout your refinishing process. Oh, and bonus tip, if you happen to share your home with artistically enthusiastic teenagers, make sure to hide your favorite zebra brushes, otherwise they tend to mysteriously walk away all on their own and are neither seen nor heard from again.
Thanks, Andy. Great tip on photographing your pieces throughout the process. And we feel your pain on the disappearance of a valued paintbrush. Welcome to our podcast segment called, well, Accolades. We wanted to give refinishers the opportunity to give accolades to their fellow refinishers that they admire for their extraordinary finishing skills and hard work. This week's accolades are given by Linda with Smooch Furniture and Decor. I'm Linda Dubois from Smooched Furniture and Decor, and I want to give accolades to Laura M. at Rescued Refined Design by Laura. I follow Laura because she finds the most beautiful antiques and refinishes them to perfection. She often retains much of the wood and adds painted accents, which is stunning and very different from my work. The intricate detailing is really what makes her work stand out, though. She uses classic colors and adds just the right amount of detailing and moldings and really knows how to highlight them and make them stand out without being really gaudy. And the pieces that she creates are just classically beautiful. Another reason to give Laura accolades is the support she gives me and other artists within the industry. If I have questions about selling tips or questions within the industry itself, she's been willing to share her knowledge. And that's why I chose Laura at Rescued Refined Designed by Laura to give accolades to. Thanks, Linda, and accolades, Laura. Welcome to our newer podcast segment called Furniture Bloopers. How many of you think you are the only ones that make errors or gaffes in your refinishing process? Maybe you had an incident that occurred with a client that you were terribly embarrassed about. Well, you aren't the only one. Everyone makes mistakes and we all learn from them, don't we? Hearing of others' mishaps actually encourages us. It reminds us that we are not alone. Yes, we all make them and it's okay. Life is too short. We can look back at these bloopers knowing that it wasn't great at the time, but you probably won't do it again. And this is one more way we can glean from one another. And you know how it is often days and weeks after it happens. It's not as big of a deal as it was at the time. It's actually one of those stories you tell later and may bring a chuckle or two, but ultimately you really do move on. Today's furniture blooper is shared by our good friend Mayor with 100,000 welcomes. Hi everybody, this is Mare from 100,000 Welcomes Painted Furniture, and I'm here to share one of my many furniture bloopers. This blooper involved a very unique and beautiful piece. My husband and I were in the local restore one Saturday, um, and he actually spotted the piece. I was a little reluctant to bring it home because in my opinion, it had a definite flaw and I didn't want to get over involved with something. It had a significant rock. Um, it was a antique console, original hardware, hand-cut dovetails, barley twist legs, detailed trim, just a one-of-a-kind piece. So we took it home. Um, it was on casters, and at first we thought, oh, quite possibly... Um, the caster sleeve was off or one of the casters was off and that would be a simple fix. Well, no such luck. That was our first try. Um, second try was to reinforce all of the joints. Perhaps it was like a loose joint pulling the piece out of alignment. 
Well, that didn't work. We ended up shimming one of the legs and that wasn't it either. We had to walk away from the piece and I was thinking, what are we going to do with this? You know, it's so beautiful, but maybe it's going to hit the burn pile. Um, when someone suggested, why don't you take the top off? Well, that did the trick. The top, which had no significant warp until we took it off, was pulling the piece out of alignment. So the top looked level, but it was pulling the piece way out of line. Um, we were able to go to a Monger's Market. For those of you that have heard of Monger's Market, it's a huge indoor, um, I wouldn't even, I don't know if it's a thrift or a, um, just a very unique store. And we bought an antique cabinet door, which we cut down to make it into the perfect top. So it definitely became even more of a one-of-a-kind piece and actually one of our favorites. So moral of the story is, if you have a piece that's out of alignment, that has a rock, check your top. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Mayor, there is nothing more frustrating when a piece doesn't sit stable. What a great discovery about the top causing the problem. Glad you were able to find the solution. Thanks for sharing, Mayor. If you have had a furniture blooper that you wouldn't mind sharing on the podcast, please reach out to us. You don't know how your mistake may be quite instrumental in keeping others from making the same one. Email me at laneball at enjoyzebra.com. One of our newer contests continues. It's the Zebra Staging Contest with Jen and Amanda of the Vintage Sisters. All you have to do to enter is post your pieces with the hashtag ZebraStagingMay. Jen and Amanda, along with our three winners for April, to be announced soon, by the way, will review the hashtag the 1st of June and choose three winners. The winners will be chosen based on the effectiveness of the staging, and this covers the quality of the piece refinished, how the pieces are staged with a particular style of furniture presented, And last but not least, the quality of the photography. The three winners will receive a special framed award, zebra paintbrushes, and appear on a podcast to be interviewed by Jen and Amanda. Also, the three main winners will co-judge with Jen and Amanda for June's staging contest. The zebra review category theme for May is chairs. Our featured judge is Gentali with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture. If you have refinished or reupholstered a chair from January 1st through May 31st of 2023, simply use the hashtag ZebraChairs. Jen will pick her five favorites, then the remaining three judges, Katie with Salvage by K. Scott, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company and Home, and Lauren with Portland Road Living will vote out of Jen's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Melange Paints, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. The three winners will appear on the podcast and be interviewed by Jen. It's so hard to believe that we have gone through four seasons and are in our fifth season of this podcast. We thank all of you who have been so faithful to listen weekly and have reached out to share your love for zebras before and after. We wanted to let you know that moving forward, the podcast will be released on a bi-weekly basis as opposed to our weekly release. We are, however, working on some other exciting opportunities related to the podcast that we hope to share with you in the coming months. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us each week. We are grateful for each of you. All links to artists will be in this week's show notes. 
We can't tell you how encouraged we are when we hear from you or when we read your reviews on one of the podcast directories. Speaking of podcast directory reviews, would you consider leaving one on your favorite directory if you haven't already? This helps tremendously in our ability to reach more people as well. It is a big boost to our ranking. As a thank you for leaving a review, we would like to send you a small gift. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me, laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Put podcast review in the subject heading and include your full name and mailing address. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next time, friends, happy painting. <laughs>